0: I'm Gail Gibson, accredited master performance coach, international speaker, podcast host and author. Known as the Can Do Coach, I thrive on enabling leaders to step up, shake it off and shine. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have Can Do stories of growth, resilience and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong, can-do approach. Each one of their stories is unique. Each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode, I'm talking to Julia Kurt, who is MD of Noble Manhattan Coaching Switzerland and a Rebounce and Action coach. Julia spent 30 years in many different corporate roles ranging from Business Admin Manager to Global Customer Experience Lead, Business Strategy Manager and Process Design Lead, providing her with a wide experience in managing large, remote and on-site teams, creating strategies and assessing solutions. Julia is president of OWIT, which is the Organization of Women in International Trade in Lake Geneva. She is a strong advocate for women's advancement and equal treatment in business and life. In her current roles as MD of Noble Manhattan Coaching in Switzerland and as co-founder of her own company, INKICK, she strongly believes that coaching is a powerful tool to unleash someone's fullest potential, As well, Julia delivers workshops on career development and innovation methodologies globally. So, welcome to the show today, Julia. Thank you very much, Gay, for the invitation. You're most welcome. So, let's get started then. If we can take a short walk through your life, if you could give us a glimpse of your background and how you arrived at helping people reach their true potential and succeed.
1: Thank you so much, Gail. Well, my career path, let's start with the following. My origin is Turkish and I grew up in Germany like any other Turkish person. Germany and Turkey, we unofficially invaded Germany, so to say. (laughs) (laughs) And as I was 18 years old, my family decided to go back to Istanbul. And in the 1984s, there was no computer, there was no internet, nothing. So, I wanted to start working immediately. And I went on a typewriter course. That's the thing that you were doing. First, my family thought maybe I should go to the university or so, but I didn't want to. I just wanted to earn money. So, I started as a sales secretary in various companies, had one year in a travel agency, and then landed in Reuters, Reuters News Agency. People will know that company. Mm -hmm. It's the main financial information provider, news provider as well. Amba is news provider. It has changed names as we go along through the decades. Now it's called Refinitiv, even London Stock Exchange, if you feel. Mm -hmm. But I started as a sales secretary there. But I'm a curious person. So I acquired all the skills, what I needed to do, and then I started to help out customer admin. And the business was booming then in the 1980s because we were the number one there to provide financial information. I moved to customer admin. Then I became the supervisor, got certifications as I worked, was traveling all around the globe to conferences because in those times there was no zoo. Hence, you had to travel to meet people, to conferences, to learn, to get trained. And throughout the 30 years, I became the business admin manager, took on other countries' responsibilities. And in 2005, I got the job offer to come to Geneva and create the global administration hub here in Geneva, which I thought this is great, a great challenge. In the meantime, I got married, of course. I had a son who was 8 years old that time in 2005 and we arrived in Geneva with the whole family. I really created the new team, I trained, hired, fired people, got PMP, different certifications, had global responsibilities and last year in February I was made redundant because of the international organization rechange everything moved which is back of task to Philippines, to India, and Poland. Mm-hmm. Mind me, in the meantime of 30 years, I was not standing still because only working does not fulfill me. I need to help people. So I put my nose into diversity and inclusion. And in the 2007, 2008, it started with inclusiveness, equal treatment, equal opportunities, And I created the diversity inclusion stream in the Geneva office. Then I got part of the global steering committee and I was facilitating workshops for women, which was called be the CEO of your career. So actually, women, you have the career wheel, the steering wheel in your own hands. Mm -hmm. You need to maneuver it. Then with that, I was also organizing because at the same time, life is serious. You need to have as well fun. So I was organizing at the event, lots of workshops and events. I was leading the events team, summer parties, kids' Christmas parties, workshops about nutrition, about breast cancer, Men's Day, International Women's Day, AGBDF, uh, wine tasting, because at the same time as we work hard, we need to have fun as well Mm -hmm. because that's important for the mindset. We really need to have that. Challenges around, marathons, you name it, lots of stuff. And then we have this new name coming up, the bus, innovation, you know, at the workplace, new ideas, sparking new ideas, how would you do that? So we hold with a a friend innovation workshops within our own company to really spark the innovation mindset. To have agility, to think how you if, when you have an idea, because each of the employees are SMEs, subject matter experts, and they know the ins and outs as well as the challenges, so they know the solutions as well. To spark this out, we organize innovation workshops in Geneva, in in Zurich, in Zug, and then I raised my hand to become a global innovation facilitator. So I got the uh, certification the global board of innovation based in Belgium. And that where the idea came with my friend to found our own company, kick And why Incake? Because we have combined the word of innovation and kick. So kick yourself, kick your ideas, get out of your comfort zone. And we did create our company as whilst we were working. We asked our own Thomson Reuters that time, it's Is that okay? Is that any, is there any conflict? And they Mm -hmm. were looking at the content that we were providing, said no conflict at all. You can go ahead. And this is how we started actually, which was a good move because one year later we got, we were, we have been made redundant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was something that I could foresee somehow. And with that inkey co-founder facilitating really workshops for corporates more corporates as we speak i do it for citibank at the moment mm-hmm. really a workshop series about self development pitching your value your value proposition assertiveness agile coaching coaching practical techniques that you can incorporate as a leader in your leadership style listening te- techniques how to provide feedback About not what you say, but how you say it and all these types of things. So I've got that running aside. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, as you were mentioning, I'm the managing director of Noble Manhattan Coaching. And how did that came? That's also interesting, right? (laughs) So after I was made redundant, I thought, okay, now I've got this company, great. But I really want to have a certification that is needed specifically in Switzerland, that is needed. So I was looking for a coach training institution. I knew a friend. She advised and suggested Noble Manhattan, and I went with it, and I loved it. It was great, and it's still great because it's like a family. When you get in, you can't get out. They don't leave you. They support you all the time. So I started to become a student. I study, but in the meantime, I wanted to do more. So I became the president of the coach support group team in Geneva. So we were organizing events about coaching, guest speakers, and so on. And at that point, I was about to graduate and I got my diploma. I'm accredited by the IAPCM as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. I've done it. The opportunity came to take over the managing director ownership of noble manhattan in geneva in switzerland sorry which i took you know as you can see i I take on challenges all the time it's like okay let's go for it i will try it i will see how it goes because one of the mottos and maybe key takeaways for everyone don't be courageous try it try fast fail fast learn fast it's one of the mottos and as well slogans of innovation mindset because if you don't try, if you over-analyze or over-engineer, it's getting too complicated. But when you try, you will do mistakes. Absolutely. Do you think I don't do any mistakes? I still do mistakes. Of course, it's part of the journey. But then I learned from that. I said, oh, this didn't work now. So what shall we do? Let's change. And that's part of our life as well. Nothing goes according to plan. I know this being a project manager. In my previous roles. You do a plan, you project everything, and what happens afterwards? Nothing goes according to plan. So this is where it comes from. And as you have heard as well, I'm fond of supporting women already whilst I was working. Hence, I started as a volunteer in this organization, Organization Women International Trade, really low profile. But then I wanted to have more responsibilities. But then people saw I'm taking leadership, I'm organizing. I became the VP for events, and ultimately now I'm the president. It's an international organization. We've got 20 chapters all around the world with 2,000 members, and it's really about fostering and opening the gateway for women to raise their voice, be out there, get support, get information, because doing trade and doing business is not easy in any country environment. So that's me. And more than over, I'm also in Toastmasters because I believe in the power of public speaking because that's really, really important. It's about not what, how you say it. And with coaching, whilst I was doing my coaching diploma, we had so many study buddies. I could practice my coaching. I saw how can, how someone can flourish with the correct questioning techniques it's not Mm -hmm. me who guides the coach is just listening actually Gail Mm -hmm. you know that better it's like 360 degree of listening that you do what you do is really picking on what's not said Mm -hmm. and trying to uncover what can be what can be good for the person that you coach and Mm -hmm. I love that power of coaching I love this open questions that you can ask And just with these techniques, how people actually find their own solution because everyone has got the solution within themselves. And that's what I believe strongly.
0: I completely agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's me really, Gail fantastic and what an introduction you know you've 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 jam packed so much into your your life already and i love the fact that you are a naturally curious person it you you're a constant learner as well you love to have that fun and as you said stepping away to just give the the mindset a chance to decompress, but also to have that fun, that more gentle approach to life. But innovation and taking on these challenges, you you really meet all of the parts that make up this, this can-do mindset. And this is what my podcast is all about, people like yourself. So I just wanted to ask you then, because there's so much going on and you, you are co-founder in your own company, you run and, and as president of OWIT and you are MD of Noble Manhattan as well. How do you make it all work for yourself? Tell me, when you step away into that fun element of your life, what do you do to actually sustain and build your well-being for yourself, Julia?
1: That's very, very important because with all these different hats that you have on, it's very easy to go into burnout. So taking care about yourself, your well-being, your mental well-being, And also your physical well-being is very important for me. So definitely my routine starts to allocate about minimum 30 minutes in the morning to do my sports. And what could that be? That could be a bit of yoga, stretching. I've got people that I follow on YouTube. If I've got time, I go around the block in fresh air. It's really Mm -hmm. important that you Mm -hmm. get fresh air as well. And to start the day with a positive mindset. Saying, hey, today is nice. It's going to be great. I'm good enough. I do I do enough. Because with all these different hats, you might say, oh, my God, you know, I like here, I like there. Tomorrow is another day. Absolutely. And if I can't do everything that I plan for today, then it will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because no one is dying at the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. And if it's not super, super urgent or something which is, something that happens today and I need to provide a presentation or something, then you can do it tomorrow as well. I organize my day according to what comes up. Sometimes you need to reshuffle a bit. I'm agile, I'm flexible. I can juggle lots of stuff, but very important, my morning routine. And also during lunch, I always take a break. Either I go out, do a walk. It's beautiful weather now. And over the weekend as well, I really make sure that I meet with friends also in the evening during, during the week, Mm -hmm. meet up with friends, discuss, have conversations, get inspirations and have that nice balance because that's important. Sometimes it's a bit more, sometimes it's a bit less because you're also independent. You can actually organize your day as you wish. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like during the afternoon, I've got really great lunch sessions with my friends. That means Okay, I will be late. If I don't have any meetings, that's great. Then I might work between 8 and 10 or maybe between 7 and 9 in the evening to finish off what I need to finish. So I'm really flexible in that. And I go with the flow.
0: Beautiful. And I think it's so important, all of those points you've raised there, Julia, that you need to step away. You need to have those other conversations because we as coaches, we are are listening to people and we're very focused and being very present for people so much of the time in a session with somebody. But it's important to then be able to have that flow of conversation with others as well. And that is such a rewarding part. And as you say, it really inspires you as well. And I think that just hearing you speak, um, you're a very active person, obviously, in mind and body, um, and I think that's a wonderful place to be in, and I really love the fact that you said you have your morning routine and you stick to it, and it's something that gets your day started too, so thank you for sharing that. So can I ask then, when you when I look at the experience that you've had and the roles that you've taken on... Has any one of them presented a challenge for you that has been either a risk that you've had to take to enable it to happen or have you had to go through any risks that you took that were quite challenging for you? And if so, what was the experience like for you and how did it help you to build your resilience? Well, risks risks always exist, right, Gail? And you never
1: know if it's going to work or no not. And uh, I think what I have is like, I, I want to try. Yeah. And that's my risk. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. I don't blame myself afterwards. I'm not someone who's like, oh my God, this doesn't work. And I'm guilty of this or that. No, it was a try. And if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. That's my whole mindset that I have. Right, that's my thinking, and I think whenever you take a risk, and that's changing roles that have you have no clue about. I took lots of projects on I had no clue about, but you learn because I'm eager to learn, and then you get into relationships with people who are subject matter experts. You learn learn about the subject, and then you start it, like coaching. I was not sure. I was. I was doing the coaching diploma, right? And I said, oh my God, am I going to be a coach? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be always, you know, asking these open questions? How is that that I can have all the correct questions when I'm coaching persons? Will the coachee get the benefit of my coaching or not? These are, these were the questions I was questioning myself a lot. Mm-hmm. But as I was practicing and as I have now also coachees, I see, if you really relax if you don't over engineer if you don't overthink it goes according to to your gut feeling go with your gut feeling mm-hmm. right and it helps you it guides you it's like you know the basics you know the essentials and you just use it and you will do mistakes and we are going to have mistakes but then at the end of the day it's like a learning path for you and the more you do it the more practice you have the more it gets a behavior
0: you build up such a habit, don't you? You build that resilience, that natural resilience. And I, I love the fact that you said you just you, you're willing to try. And I think it's it's in life we have to try these things, don't we? Some risks may seem so far out there that we are maybe never willing to do things such as people that some people love to jump out of airplanes and others don't, and some people like to go on rides at the at the fair and other people don't. Those are different types of risks, but. What you're talking about there as a fellow coach is every time that you engage with a new client as well, you're taking a risk because you don't know that much about that person to start with. And you have to go into that zone of stepping beyond your comfort zone and take the risk of asking a particular question to get the ball rolling. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Each time it is a challenge, each time, because you don't know, as you were saying, Gail, it's like we don't know what the person expects, what are the circumstances, what are the challenges that they have, and we explore. Mm-hmm. It's the exploration phase which is so great. And with each coaching, I learn a lot. It's very interesting. It's yes. inspiring
0: as well. Yes. I was just saying that to another colleague the other day. I was interviewed on a show, and I said it's and they said, why do you love coaching so much? And I said, it's because of the reward I get from my clients. It's I learned something, as you said, I learned something new from every single person. And over all the years that I've been coaching, I probably my toolbox is full of techniques and tips that have been provided by clients that you just turn into working examples that you can use to help other clients. So, my success is hugely based on the success of my clients, so that they are my greatest reward. Um, And I I can't thank them enough for helping me to become the coach I've come today. So, it's, um, and you take that risk to do that. I wanted to ask you then, Julia, to become a person that is willing to take those risks and to face those challenges and say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. Where do you feel that stemmed from in you to be able to do that? Was it in your childhood or was it just as a result of the changing experiences that you've had throughout your career? You know what? As a child, I was a bit shy. I was not sure about
1: myself. I was not assertive at all. I always criticised myself. I was not... Blonde enough, because I grew up in Germany and you're Turkish, so you've got dark hair. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was a bit more chubby, but the, but the German little girls were always so slim or longer and taller. And I was just this little, you know, peak and uh, whatever. I mean, but I, I was always shy. But I think the more after, after, universe, after the school, after starting to work, I discovered, yeah, if someone teaches me something, I can learn. So this is what I discovered, you know, in me. And I said, okay, you know, I just offer my services if something, someone needs help. And that expanded a bit my knowledge. Then I started to share as well a bit. And the more I was willing to learn, the more I was out for risks. Because everything which came new in Reuters that time, everyone was allocating it to me somehow. Because, oh, yeah. Julia will be doing this. She knows. Because <laughs> yeah. I am also determined. I'm like stubborn. I'm stubborn. I need to know this. So I, in those times, for example, to learn something, I was on the phone, a real literal phone, no Zoom or something, a phone for hours to learn how to operate a new legacy system within Reuters. But I managed. Did I do mistakes? Oh, lots of them. So <laughs> I was on a hotline like like the, the DC Washington on a red line with a person who was an <laughs> experienced person in UK, <laughs> and I learned it. And guess what? I became an expert in that. So everyone came to me. And this is what I learned. With my stubbornness, with my determination and focus to learn something, whether it takes a long time or not, at the end I will get it. I became this, you know, this person
0: who was out there and willing to try. Brilliant. You went as far as you could and you just kept going. That's what it's all about because that is, as you said before, stepping beyond your comfort zone, just living and being at your fullest potential. So, you've walked your talk well throughout your career to get where you have got to today. So, thinking about your own business now that you co-founded, your business in that's obviously been another learning curve for you because you're walking away from the support of that corporate world and you are now having to take on challenges to grow your market, to build the customers, to keep that, that um, customer base rolling and, and keeping and building the business. What would you say has been one of the biggest learning curves that you've experienced now working in Inkick? Well, the learning
1: curve is really it. The whole business really works on referrals and your network is very important. So thanks God, I was not someone who was sitting in the corporates in the little silo and didn't do look right and left. I'm a networking person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was out already. I was in webinars. I was doing meetings. I met so many interesting people organizing events myself as well that's why my network is vast and I'm really building on my network and they know they know me they know they can trust me I'm accountable I'm reliable and I've got knowledge and that helps a lot so that's why I'm really using my networking to build up my business and 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 creating new relationships and if we say relationships each conversation is a business Without conversation, no business. So you need to create that relationship where you see, even online, you can do that. Doing webinars, doing Zoom networkings. It's not ideal, but you can still do it. And now it's opening up, so it's better. But that's what I did. And I'm really using word of mouth, testimonials to showcase as well that we are reliable, creditworthy, and experienced people who provide value for the employee base, for the company that we work for,
0: I love the fact that you have harnessed the power of networking, and it's it's a topic that is very close to my heart. I wrote my first book on um, making connections, which is all about how to help people to build better business relationships. But it's not just for the the power of selling to people, like you said. Our work, because it is so personalized, is based on referrals, so we need to power up the people that can become our clients, but also those that can be trusted support and people who will champion our work as well um, in in our communities that we build. So it is, it is such a, probably one of the most valuable tools that anyone could ever gift somebody new going into business is say, get out there and network and make those connections with people. So what would be your one, shining light of advice that you would give to somebody who's thinking about setting up their own business? Why would you tell them it's such a wonderful thing to do? Because you live your full potential and
1: it's your dream. If you're already on the mindset of creating your own company, being independent, that means you've got the passion for it. It's not an easy journey. You need to be determined. You need to be focused and don't give up. Because I know specifically for women, they try once, twice, and they see it's not working. They're giving up easily. Don't give up. That's one of my advice. Try other ways. Try to connect with other business owners. Seek for help. Ask questions. Be curious. Be be really on the road because this is something... It's a journey, it's a long journey, and you will be changing along the journey. You will start with an idea and that idea might pivot from the initial idea because you need to change according to the market needs. Get out and interview people. ask for feedback because the more feedback you get, the more you can tailor your business to towards the market needs or people needs as well. So it's really, really important that we don't give up. It will be a long journey. And it will be a continuous journey. It's not ending. You will be learning your life long. And this is the beauty of this. It's your own vision. It's your own mission. It's your own objective. And you are the business owner. You're the boss. So you can direct your company to the vision or mission that you've inspired and aspiring to.
0: That's probably the most wonderful summary I have heard for a new business owner in a very, very long time. you You covered every base and you gave the empowerment towards saying, "You know what, just get out there and and do it because if you believe in something and you have the support, To help you get there and the changing and to meet the changing needs of your changing audience, then you're on your road to success. So thank you so much for sharing those valuable tips. So Julia, what are your, if you can just summarize from what we've talked about in our short session now, what are those three tips that you'd like to leave the uh, listeners with, please? Thank you, Gail. Well, firstly, believe in yourself.
1: That's very important. Believe in your value, believe in your skill set, believe in your knowledge, believe in your own values, your mission, your ambition and passion. Be courageous. Go out there, be courageous. And last but not least, always try, have the mindset of, I tried, it didn't work, not a problem. It's not the end of the world. Tomorrow is another day. I try again.
0: Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And a lovely process behind them as well. So you have to believe in yourself and what you can do first to be able to step up and be brave. And then you just got to keep doing it. And I think that's that pretty much sums up um, what we've been talking about today and hearing your your wonderful story and how you have adapted to change. You've been very flexible in your approach. And you are not only enabling others to live to their fullest but you're doing so yourself because you're bringing in all the elements that that make you spark um and i guess in a way that they make you in kick as well which is why you're called um your organization's called what it is so my final question for you then julia is why do you feel a can-do attitude is absolutely essential
1: because it opens the doors to immense opportunities and you don't know what they are it it really opens as well the door for living your life fully that might be on a professional and a personal level meeting new people new cultures uh, walking around trying out new sports trying new new things to learn maybe interested in digital marketing that you were always interested but you never did just do it. If it's not for you, you will discover it. But at least you would say it's not in your heart. It's like, it's like the thing, right? When you are 70 years old and you're sitting on a bench and you would say to to yourself, this question, ask yourself this question, what would you have loved to do? And you you regret now sitting on this bench. Why didn't you take that chance to do right? So, Think about that scenario. You're sitting on the bench, you're 17 years old, and you say to yourself, oh, my God, I should have done this. Or I really wanted to jump out of the plane. Whatever it is, that's why you need to have this can-do attitude. Because then you would say to yourself, oh, you know what? I had a great life. I really lived my life to the fullest with everything, with failures, with successes, with tries, with... uh, with interesting connections, with inspirations, with insights. That's the beauty of life. And life is short. So take full advantage.
0: Wonderful. That's the word for today is about living life to the fullest and living your potential to the fullest as well. It's been a wonderful last half hour talking to you, Julia, and thank you so much for sharing your story on The Can Do Way and thank you for being such a wonderful guest. Thank you so much
1: for this wonderful talk. It was really great. I loved it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast, The Can Do Way. Do you live and breathe a can-do attitude? Since 2019, my podcast has gifted listeners across the globe access to an incredible selection of guests with stories to refresh your perspective, bring you joy and inspire can-do positivity. Always curious and with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be a guest on my weekly show. If you have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience or an intriguing story to share, then drop me an email at gailmgibson.com. Until next week's show, do share the inspiration of the Can Do Way podcast with your friends, colleagues and clients And wherever you are listening from in the world, remember to make every day an amazing can-do day.